Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! you marketing money podcast listeners out there if you're a bank marketer or have a bank marketing staff that needs to gear up and tool up and be ready for success in the marketing world join me and many others that consider ourselves experts for a little master classing at the bank marketing school it's april 21st through the 28th 2020 at the emory Conference Center Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'll be teaching a class on content, how to connect with your audience and convert, and there are many others uh, during this week. It's just as good for networking. Uh, you'll meet many other fellow bank marketers around the country uh, where you can trade your secrets and all the good things you know about bank marketing. But again, Bank Marketing Schools, April 21st to the 28th. I'm looking forward to being there. Uh, I know you'll have many friends there. It'll be a lot to learn. So, uh, If you have it in the budget and you want to sign up and go, now is the time to do that. Atlanta is great that time of year. Uh, A lot of stuff going on, probably Braves game, uh, as well as many things to do at night and lots of things to learn during the day. Also take that uh, certified financial marketing professional test to get accredited. So again, if you're listening to this, we highly recommend attending the ABA Bank Marketing School in April. Now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Back with the Marketing Money Podcast. We are in overtime at the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Here today, here again. Why are you rubbing your eyes like you're sleepy? Because it's 9 o'clock in the morning, and I'm supposed to be awake. 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to be up at the crack of noon. I'm up at the crack of 2 o'clock. Mid-morning. Mid. No, uh... What's new? What's going on out there in the marketing world these days? Because what are they going to talk about today on the podcast for our three listeners? (laughs) Everybody. A lot of it just boils down. There's nothing new. Um, oh no, I know what's new. I do know what's new. I don't, I'm, I'm Are you ready for a, what's new? Yeah, but can I look up something while you're doing that? You can. If you haven't discovered Cameo, my friends out there, <laughs> Cameo is not that new. No, but guess who's on it this week? The Nature Boy Ric Flair is has it? joined Cameo, and it is glorious. Woo! For those of you that don't know what Cameo is, it's got about two thousand. How much is Rick? Five hundred dollars no. a message. He got to buy the. He got to keep them alligators down. Rolex, what? I, we're gonna watch some after we get off this. But so here's the deal: Cameo is where you get on an app and you buy. You buy credits, but it's a joke. You're just buying access, and you send a message to a celebrity, and then they accept your payment and the message to send you, usually up to like a 15 to 30 second, maybe even longer. Just it, I guess it really depends on their mood. Video back to whatever you want it to be. So it can be like happy birthday or anniversary or congratulations on your graduation or whatever you want it to or it be. Or it could be Vince Neil. It can be, well, Vince Neil from Motley Cruz on there and, and he has incoherent ramblings to people, 40th birthdays, whatever. But yeah. I've sent one to a friend for a birthday gift and he loved it. It was or a Christmas gift. He loved it. It was awesome. And uh, I used one of his childhood heroes that it just randomly worked Batman. out that he was on there. It was Batman. <laughs> it was not Batman. <laughs> he was the hamburglar. He's a big McDonald's guy. Grimace. But anyway, Grimace actually had six arms at one point, and they cut him down to two because it freaked kids out. You can Google it. It's true. Uh, okay. But uh, to the whole point of this, 
Ric Flair is now on Cameo. The Nature Boy. And if you grew up in the South mm-hmm. watching NWA wrestling on Saturday mornings, yeah. you, you got to be a little pumped about it. And I did what you did. I immediately looked at the price. I was like, I'm sending this to 10 friends if it's $30 or under. Nope. Five hundred dollars to send a personalized message from that's on brand for. But look, it's cool because I have done cameo before, and they send you the video. You get it, and just like as if you record it, and then you can text it to people. It's great. It's so cool. The story about Nature Boy on the podcast before. You've told the Hulk Hogan story. Okay, I haven't told Nature Boy. I don't think so. So so obviously, I have some propensity to meet professional wrestlers. Wrestlers. I was at Comic Con. With my children. Walking nerd alert. Well, whatever. It's cool now. Uh, it's like that first, the beginning scene of um, Twenty One Jump Street that we're oh, not yeah. going to talk about, but like where everything that was bad when we is now cool. Yeah, yeah. The new Twenty One Jump Street, not the old Twenty One yes. Jump Street. Not Johnny Depp, Tatum Channing, Tanning Chatum, Channing Tating. Yes, Tatum. What? Digging taters. Chanting loudly. Is that Jonah Berger? Yeah. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking out of the venue, going to like this hotel. Nature Boy walks out right in front of me towards a black car, and I was like, Nate, yo, Nate, because, you know, he's going to know I'm a... You're a fan. You're a true fan. And he turned around and kind of looked, and I said, can I get a woo? And he looked at me and pointed and said, woo, and jumped in the car, black car. Sped off. Sped off. Like out of a movie. Yes. Dust. My three kids are maybe asking the same question that some of you are asking. Dad, why were you yelling at that old <laughs> oh, man? <laughs> yelling at no man. So if you don't know who Nature Boy is, there's some pretty good YouTube videos of him. Just go to Cameo and check out his current ones. They're, yeah, they're hilarious. They're, they're hilarious. You have to have the context of young Ric Flair, though. Go, watch the 30-30. It's really good. It is good. On, Never drank? On is that right? Didn't do, no, I think did, he, he no, did. Didn't do, no, he drank heavily. Didn't do drugs. He didn't do drugs. He, yeah. No, he drank heavily. So you asked me earlier what's new, and we segued into Ric Flair, who because he's new on Cameo, but not new. So, so he's new when the podcast came out. Yeah, there is no such thing as a new idea. It is impossible. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. We give them a turn, and they make new and curious combinations. We we keep on turning and making new combinations indefinitely. But they're the same old pieces of colored glass that have been in use through all the ages. You ruined my thanks for my speech. That was Samuel Clemens, by the way, American hero. I know. Samuel Clementine. Yes. I know him. Otherwise known as Mark Twain. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, there's nothing new. But I will say this, like you I think every time you ask me this, I always say, like, go back to the, the to the foundations, go back to the whatever, the basis. What is it? What am I trying to say? That's fine. Anyway, moving on. Well, I want to know who creates the thing when it is new. Nobody. There's nothing new under the sun. Bible said that. Okay. Hang it up right there. Nothing new. Nothing new. I have a new observation. Bobby has new glasses. I win. Those are new to to Bobby glasses. Since when? You've had those for a while. Nope. That's pretty new. I'm just used to seeing his face. They're transparent all the way around. They are clear. And so I'm used to seeing him more of his life more of my friendship with him without glasses because you didn't start wearing glasses bobby's been wearing glasses for five years you know anyway i knew you before that yeah so i knew him before yeah anyway i kind of knew you a little bit knew of you but most of my knowledge of you is with glasses you can't hear bobby in this we need to get mic'd up bring bring the producer in you'll be like um what's her name from um that was a producer at um howard stern show then spun out into her own thing or the bear on a game day 
Bear on game day. He's the yeah. guy on the side that's doing all the stats, and they wire him in, and he talks yeah. sometimes. Bear? ESPN game. They call him the Bear. Oh, the Bear. Anyway, I do I, I do have a new observation. Speaking of Bobby's new set of glasses. Well, observe away, I've got lad. a new perspective. So I've realized in my observation of bank marketing that we have a trend that's dangerous, and that is... I see a tendency, so there's there's a lot of bad trends in bank marketing. I mean, it's, you know, whatever, negative. It's really easy to go negative. You don't want to wait in line. Come see my bank. Yeah. Your app is Stop down. Stop Security. Cut off your app card today yeah. from fraud. Yeah. Stop by the branch. Stop. Why am I stopping? Yeah. I want to keep going. Well, there's another thing that I think is more universal and less obvious, and that is I see a tendency to write bank ads or create bank ads, they all kind of start as a writing headline, whether it's delivered on TV or whatever, Produce that are trying to convince people that don't want to leave their bank instead of trying to connect with people that are looking for a new bank. I think it's an insidious, 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 insidious problem that, we're, that we think we can convince someone that's happy with their bank to move because we've got slightly better or slightly different so, s- services over here. So Morning Consult, yep, well-respected polling agency. They're all up in the Democrat primaries right now. If you want to follow them, they actually do really good tracking and opinionating and whatever it is. And they give like some real human-like explanation they do, of stuff. And they, they do qualitative and quantitative, and they do a lot of corporate tracking and mm-hmm. sports and sentiment and all that good stuff you hear about. Cinnamon. No, not cinnamon, but I do like cinnamon. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was a very underrated cereal. Was yes, it's still around. Well, it is then, but I don't eat cereal anymore because I've aged out of that demographic. Man, sometimes. Well, if I'm in the home too somewhere and they got the free Frosty Flakes sitting out in the box, I might tell you they're great and have one. Great. Ironically, I met the guy that invented Tony the Tiger one time. You did. Yep. Named Charlie Blakemore, creative director at some big ad agency, was 90 years old when I met him. Did you do what you did with Ric Flair and go, hey, can I get a They're Great? No, Man, I, can I get a They're Great? I'll tell you this. I was with uh, Dwayne Birch, who is my mentor. He's, he's since passed, but um, he really wanted Charlie to give me all these, like, this was before Mad Men when I met him, but like Mad Men war stories. And to Charlie, it did not matter. Yeah. I think it's probably unfair to say he's the guy that did. He was on the, the But he team. was like, man, whatever. And, and he was like he real He had hyped. a lot of cuss words. He was he was Ooh. the f- most foul-mouthed person I've ever met. Really? Yeah, like his... his he, I was don't, the, he was the wolf of Wall Street of marketing? Yes, okay. but worse. Ooh. It was hilariously The worst vulgar. of Wall Street. Yes. So I was going with Morning Consult, who does polling work, and they did a lot of bank work and surveying, and mm-hmm. they came back and... And I think there's online, if you want to Google their their banking report, 11% of bank customers, 11% will move a bank. At any time. At any t- no, no, no. Will consider moving. Yeah. 5% will move at any time. It's 5% will move at any time. And then 6%. 6% are in the heavy consideration set. And so I say 11 because I don't want to just say, well, it's only 5 Because that, that's – but like 11% of your market at any time will consider moving. Now, you don't know who they are, but will consider moving – but the vast, can you say vast majority with 89%? 89% is the vast majority. 89% is either happy with their bank. And more than 50%, I, oh, I think. Oh, we're just like not even, not like moving. won't even like think about it. Yeah. I think it's like and, maybe 56. And then you've got you a 20% like content and the others are like not not planning on moving. And then there was like a not 
whatever. But anyway, they they did this. We, I'm this so whole, glad we had the facts. They did this whole. Well, not, we're pretty I didn't close. Know you were bring it up. But the 11 percent is yeah. accurate because that that's what I noticed the most is that because I, that's how your market is. That's your market, and so when you come out with all these and look, financiers, money. CFOs argue with sometimes with me about my position on this, but that's why brand wins to me because you're growing your brand to be top of mind, to be well recognized. And then if there is a consideration within the 11% due to bad experience, moving, new location, moment in life, whatever, you're considered. But if you're not branding, they don't know who you are, but you're like, every ad's about come to our bank and join it. Well, we don't know anything about you. There's no value in that advertising. Yeah. None. No value to the recipient of it. Now, But that's what value but, is. But here's the tough part. There are a couple of ways that you think about targeting. So the first question that most people on this podcast are going to have, I would guess, is how do you target that 11% with advertising? Trying to find that group via media is, I would say, nearly impossible. It goes back to that George Wanamaker quote, I'm wasting half my dollars, advertising dollars, I just don't know which half. Really, you're potentially wasting 89%. So one way to look at it, and the first way that most people look at it is, I don't want to buy the people that aren't looking, but there's another way, and that is through your messaging. If you are messaging this blase, like, consider us, it's not... Have you thought about this? I look at the vast majority, to continue to use that phrase, of bank advertising that's just like, for your consideration, basically, not, hey... You're looking for a new bank. We're somebody that you should choose. And you would say that maybe that blase message, here's the deal with the blase message. If it's not convincing the person that's looking, it's certainly not going to convince the person that's happy by reason, right? By whatever. I don't know. It was an epiphany to me that even I have fallen into this in my career is, well, this is to the audience. But that's what is so hard about bank marketing is that unlike restaurant or Food marketing, people eat three times a day and shop for food. You know, shoes, they're going to buy shoes probably every three to four to five months, depending on what they do, maybe more, maybe less. Clothing, you want a new jacket or a new shirt or the seasons change, you've got to update your wardrobe or downgrade your wardrobe if it's summertime, however you look at it. Banking is a very constant marketing message compared to the others because although it's there's seasonal changes that will make you consider taking out a mortgage, moving, you get married, you have children, you want a savings account or college account or open an IRA. There's things that change in your life. But bank marketing is one of the most challenging. And look, because I'm in it, it's going to sound like I'm trying to brag about whatever it is. It's one of the most challenging marketing professions because you're overregulated. You're put in a box that keeps you from um, being creative at times. You're in an industry that's very conservative. And so you've got boards that don't want to take risk and don't want to spend money because they see they think they get a bigger ROI with hiring someone who brings a portfolio or opening a new location on the corner versus advertising and driving brand, which sometimes can be a mistake, sometimes not. It depends on, obviously, everything situational. But to my point, if 11% of your market is, is really only what they'll work in a consumer checking, consumer movement position... I mean, that's pretty hard because you've got, you've got so many constraints from compliance to limitations to risk to ROI to an industry that, frankly, probably came out of you know, a recession, a little wounded. And now we've, got, we've grown again and we're doing well. And I think uh, America's community banks definitely serve a huge role and positive role uh, in America. Uh, but to that point, it, being a bank marketer is hard. And I'm not saying to cry for us about it. It's a position we've been put in and we've chosen 
But it's pretty darn hard because it's it's kind of what you're saying. You advertise if it's direct on a product to people that really probably don't want that advertising. Let me pause for a minute because you you've got expertise in this area that I don't. Okay. As a as a ad agency that is financial services focused, but you've done other industries. Yeah. I've never understood car advertisements, and here's why. <laughs> you make one purchase probably on average every five years, right? Yeah. Five to seven. Maybe sooner. I, let's take the leasers like, out. I think it's like four to no, five, Let's actually. say four to five. Why are there so many? I mean, it is still, if you turn on the television, one, and I'm, I'm going to bet one in every four ads is probably a car advertisement. Mm-hmm. So they spend heavily on advertising, and not just there, it's print, it's football games it's the super bowl the mvp of the of the super bowl or super bowl as you can say gets a car because they want the mm-hmm. it, world series mvp gets a car well there's always a an corvette to car. drive off the official car nascar but all the, like the official car of this like get a hole in one a golf tournament here's a car they do so much marketing for a product that is purchased once every five years so if you go 11% times five on bank, more people switch bank accounts than buy cars on a on a regular basis. Well, you don't know what the I, I think, but and that's a hard comparison. But everybody but, has to buy a new car. Not everybody at some point they, yeah. they 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 do have a lifetime, but not everybody has to switch bank account. True, true. So, that's what I said. It's a hard comparison. Yeah. Explain there, to me why why there's that much advertising in. Well, I think it relates to banks more maybe than you thought when you started saying that is it's a brand thing, right? And it's a top of mind awareness. We talked about, I think, maybe like three, four podcasts ago where it's the ad, I set the scenario of you advertise a CD or whatever. I don't remember what the example I used was, but somebody's looking for a a deposit account for their commercial business, a commercial account. They've got all this money to put in. But if you just advertise, we're a bank and we're an awesome bank and hey, we're an awesome bank for businesses, maybe so, but like... It's really sticking that that like Nissan or that Toyota or whatever in your mind. So when you do make that decision, are you ready? And I think it's a lot about making you consider the trade-in and all of that. Like you can change cars at any time. You can, yeah. But do ads make you? See, I don't think. I think, I, don't, I think cons- it's kind of like banking. I think they don't make you change at the time. They make you think about. Well, that car has a lot of tech or has something well, I want. So if I'm going to buy, I might look at that car. I, I think I've admitted on this podcast that I own a Hummer. I own an original Hummer, though. <laughs> the H1. Like, I want, like, the Swartz. You don't own one. I don't own one. I sound like you said own. You no, want. No, I want one. Okay. So I can't say I don't want a Hummer. I can say I don't want an H2 or an H3. I, I don't want I don't one. think they even make those anymore. Uh, but they are coming out with the electric Hummer. That I think they branded. Did they brand it GMC? Like they're going to put a GMC badge on it? Because I think it was a standalone brand from from um, GMC and Chevy. But the LeBron ad that was eh, real mediocre made. I, I looked up Hummer. I looked up the electric Hummer. Yeah. To see if I could see you know what what it looked like. I didn't buy one, but I mean, part of what we're trying to do is get somebody to a landing page, get somebody you know to begin that conversion process, and I think. There's really not any way to see what's in a car if they don't come out and show it to you, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't know there was. I, I didn't know there was an electric Hummer, but I do think that top of mind awareness. It's kind of like um, Capital One with Mr. Big Hands and the cafe. If you didn't know those were coming, you wouldn't know to go into one. By the way, he has really big hands because he points off like no, f- look, five times they greater. Bought, that ad has such a deep media buy on it that I actually have started to be like, okay, it's a Good spot, not, Capital One. Eh, I mean, it's just a bank spot. It's really straightforward. It 
and I'll give them credit for it. They didn't. They don't make you think. Yeah. You watch it and you're like, all right, they've got these cafes and they've got you can but open do, an account. But I do think like my example of just branding, like, hey, yo, if you're looking at buying a car, you probably need to be thinking about a Nissan. You know, I mean, I think that really is what it is. That so brand play. What I'm kind of, I get it, but it's like, if you surveyed America, mm-hmm. I. What would Chevy and Ford's name ID be? Ninety percent. Yeah. I mean, if you said called up just a random household the way that survey used to, and just say name a brand un- unaided awareness, name mm. a brand of car or name an automobile company, Ford and Chevy would be way high. Nissan's what they all would be. Yeah. So my mind, I'm like, what if Chevy just like took a year off from advertising? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would see it. I'm sure it yeah. would. It would kill, but. Would the margin balance out that they could cut the price to where maybe that would be the play? I think there is. Well, I mean, um, there was a. I heard uh, one time like $14,000 in every car was like overhead of cost. There yeah. wasn't like hard cost into the, the tires and the well, car and the well, stuff. Well, all people in a different industry, Ryan Reynolds made that decision with this uh, mobile carrier that he owns part of. Huh. And he said, I could buy an ad in the Super Bowl. I think he, I forgot his New York Times where, but he took out a full page print ad just to be funny. But then he posted because he's got incredible influence network, and he bought an ad during the big game, but it was a newspaper ad, so it was like funny in the <laughs> stupidity of it. And um, but instead, but it was a big long form ad, um, which by the way, long copy sales that's an old thing. This whole nobody reads all the copy is appropriate in some things, but not in others. Oh, Ogilvy would tell you to do it all day long. Yeah. So, but what it explained was I could have spent however many millions of dollars on. Super Bowl advertising, but actually I'm going to translate that to making that buy. I'm going to give however many new accounts that sign up with my mobile phone platform three months free. The cost, if the expense is the same, why not do the weird thing? And that's why, why can you not transfer that back down to the client? Now, this is real dangerous to tell bankers that well, because and- they'll pull all the marketing budget and say they put it back towards expense, which... Bankers are, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all, that's just what happens. That's what happens, yeah. Um, that's not a knock or a slam, I'm just saying. It's nature of the beast. So, you know, it's a slippery slope, but yeah, I think there is a mathematical argument for it. I don't yeah, know how we would be a different. Well, big brands stick to what big brands know. Yeah. They know television. They know big game advertising. And they, they know, know big, historicals of when we advertise less, this is what happens. It goes down. But does it go down? Can you take it down to a savings to a client and then make it on the margin? I don't know. I'm not an av- car but advertising. But if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Yeah. And so why would it you, works. Yeah. But it's still a, it's a weirdly conservative position Yeah. Um, to do that. Well, it's, a, it's, it's a conservative risk position it's still an expensive advertising but, uh, but i would position. say this to my point earlier i think the vast majority use that phrase the third time of car ads are messaged to the person who's looking to switch yeah i would agree it's not like maybe you're thinking about a car it's either giving you a reason to switch and look it's like banking their parody i mean is a nissan maxima really different than a toyota so I got, no, since we're on car advertising and if you stayed cord if you honda cord honda, honda cord if you've stayed on the podcast this long then you're if you stayed on this long then you're obviously into this conversation so i'm going to add another part to it mm. and i don't i don't want to bash on them because it had nothing to do with them i'm just looking at it as a as a tactic you wise have advertised car dealerships for i have what appeal does the jd power and associates award have to the consumer because every car company wins it i I mean i can't 
depict one that says, well, they got it for this, they got it for that. I feel like all of them win it. I feel like every time they do that, it's for dependability or it's for best consumer, best tech. And then Chevy has an ad now, and I think it's Chevy. That's because they're so cross J.D. Powered and associate advertisements where it's just a guy talking and he says, like, we, he does the Jaws joke, says, we're going to need a bigger room, and all these people come walking out, and they don't really talk. I really don't like those Chevy commercials, so by the way. So I don't either, but maybe people do. Uh, that's an opinion. But I'm, I, what's the effectiveness of that? Because I see it, and I'm like, oh, you paid for an award, or you got an award, but then you paid to use the rights to it. And in my mind, I, I, don't, I just don't know the effectiveness. It's like, it's like the best local bank winning from the newspaper thing and you ever like i just don't know what value that brings to the customer if you, i don't care that you're jd power associates one i want to know that your car will start every time which they would say well that's the dependability award well maybe but to my specific car uh so if you want a real answer from me i don't know i mean i, I really i think it's a sea of sameness it's a silly thing banks have gotten into it now because jd's jd power mr mr power is selling those to banks now too and well, JD's a close personal friend. I don't. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm going to read you a section, though. This brings up something. Um, the book is titled "Hey Whipple, Squeeze This." The classic. What's a Whipple? Gu- uh, Mr. Whipple from um, from Charmin. Okay. The I classic guide to creating great ads by Luke Sullivan. This edition was um, added onto by Edward. Scissorhands. No, not Mr. Scissorhands. This is the fifth edition. So I guess that's proper attribution. Please don't sue me, Mr. Sullivan, because I'm a big fan. Um, So I'm going to read you the section from this book real quick. Porsches, they're fast. BMWs perform and Volvos... Safety. If you said safe, you've given the same answer I've received from every person I've ever asked, ever. Yep. In every speech I've ever given, anywhere around the world, when I ask audiences, what does Volvo stand for? I hear the same answer every time. Safety. Audiences in Berlin, Reykjavik... Helsinki, thanks for throwing in Reykjavik for me to have to pronounce that. Copenhagen or Copenhagen, um, New York City all give the same answer. The money Volvo has spent on branding has paid off handsomely. Volvo has successfully spot welded that one adjective to their marquee. And here's the interesting bit. In the past couple of years, around whenever this was published, Volvo hasn't even made it onto the top 10 list of of safest cars on the market. So here's a brand that having successfully paired its logo to one adjective, safety, rides the benefit of this simple position in customers' minds long after its products no longer even merit the distinction. Such is the power of simplicity. Yep. I just thought that was crazy. When you were talking about that, I actually had the book beside me. Interesting point, though. I mean, so they've never won the J.D. Power & Associates top for safety. They also don't have UDAP. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, exactly. So we do. We so can't claim to, to be the safest bank or but, the but I don't richest they, bank or the best bank. It's, but here's the thing. I don't think Volvo keeps putting out safe ads. I don't think their ads claim safety. I think they just own that brand position historically. So weird point to this. I don't remember seeing a Volvo ad in a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Subaru is a weird one, too, because like Subaru owners always buy Subarus, and I think there's there's some ridiculous statistics about repurchase on Subaru and how long they last and all that. I don't get the But you still see a lot of Subaru stuff. It reminds me too much of my childhood station wagon that I had to ride around in. Bobby said their reliability in the terrain. So we talked a little, so let's get it back to our bank marketing brethren. And sister. Do you have, we're probably bumping up on some time here. What's the solution 
to what we said? Is it better targeting? I is it understanding that brand wins? It's messaging. It, messaging. Here's the deal. It's messaging. And that may be brand messaging so you don't lose. So when there is a bank in consideration, your bank, or when there's a, a bank decision in consideration, you are a bank that is considered. Yep. Much like the car thing. But don't try to target based on media because I, I'm sure there are some people out there we've talked about. We, um, we interviewed... Um, Cassie Giovanni on the AI, um, whatever, ad buy, matching. Prove me. I wish somebody would call and prove me wrong in the media sec that there is somewhere where you can actually target someone who's looking to switch banks. It's in messaging. So stop writing messaging to convince everyone. Um, we also have a, a what I think is a great um, blog because I wrote it um, on how to message to one person in the audience. Talk to that one person. There's a question I don't think that many bank marketers have asked themselves enough or recently, and that is, what would it take to get me to switch banks? And I think if you begin to answer that for your client and potential clients, you will be creating much better ads. And I'm not going to drop the mic because these are expensive mics. (laughs) I think that's good enough to close on. Ponder that. What would it take for you to switch banks and then... Use your gut, your marketing skill, and all that stuff that you get paid to do to uniquely present it for your bank. Yep. If you can do that, you'll right win. Right to that person looking. You'll win. For Josh Mabus, Mabus Agency, and John Ox from Renaissance Bank, this is the Marketing Money Podcast. And we should say, and for Bobby Hudspeth, yep. our producer, Hudspeth. extraordinaire, Hudspeth. I've Hud. mispronounced his name for 10 years. I didn't even know I always said Hudspeth, not Hudspeth. By the way, if you want to Venmo me $500, Josh will say, change his middle name to value. To value. MarketingMoneyPodcast.com. That's fraud right there. That's fishing. Is it? Well, if you got to do it. You will. Okay. I'll give you the money and you'll do it. I'll pay for the things. Anyway. All right. MarketingMoneyPodcast.com. Out. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.